Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the SK Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Championship Week. Woo! Yeah. Hallid. I'm joined by my K, the Hallid. Hallid, you are. Uh, it really should be the KS podcast. You and I have kind of talked about that. That this uh, this year is definitely not my year, and it's definitely been all about you and your success. Uh, you're in how many championships? Uh, five. So five out of the basically good lord nine leagues that I'm in, including Dynasty. So yeah, it's it, good season. Good season for sure. Can you you want to ask me how many I'm in? How many are you in, Stephen? Um, hold on, let me check my apps. Oh, nothing. None. I didn't get any. <laughs> well, um, you know, there's always next year and, you know, uh, DraftKings. There's always DraftKings. So, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe daily is oh, more man. of your thing. And then, well, no, my best best ball teams, like, bless their hearts. Like, they oh, actually man. had some good best ball teams, but they, like, they were, I built a lot around Lamar Jackson. So... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it gets it gets to playoff time for best ball, and it's uh, there it is. Lamar Jackson's out two yeah. weeks in a row, so they those teams died. Looking back at those best ball teams that I was so excited about, and I'll be lucky if I even break even <laughs> on how much I pay. But they're fun. I, we're for sure going to do it all <laughs> off season. So, but uh, yeah, my best ball teams aren't the prettiest to look at for sure. Yeah, I, I'm. I didn't break even, but like I'm pretty proud for like the first time like really playing heavy best ball. Like I was still about halfway through my drafts, figured out what kind of like uh, uh, like structure like that I liked, and then now looking back, I, I've even changed that. Of like, I think I want you know two, two, six, eight, whatever. I'm gonna go a lot heavier wide receiver, which we've already just talked about for any type of fantasy football. I'm never drafting a running back ever again. Best yeah. ball dynasty, it doesn't matter. That's how we're, we're kind of doing our top 12, our way too early top 12 for the 2022 season. And yeah, so uh, yes, sir. You, you're you're really about the receivers. I, I'm usually the receiver guy too. So you 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 went heavy receivers, which I love. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. Championship week. Uh, like we were talking about last week, uh, I got in. To, we had our two, you know, Dynasty and then our Hangover League, and I won both those matchups running into the championships against Jordan and Troy. So next week will be fun when we get to interview the champions, Jordan and Troy, and I have to sit there and, you know, act like I'm happy that they won and that I definitely lost again. So, but no, it's, it's exciting and we're ready for championship week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's going to be a, a good one. You made both championships from that we did the the semifinal game, so that's that's awesome uh, for you. Um, uh, very jealous. Uh, I peaked about two years ago. I made three championships out of like four or five leagues, and then I've not achieved anything close to that. <laughs> but to this twelve, so we'll start. Uh, we'll each just say who our twelfth person is. We'll kind of go. Some of them, I think. Um, I've only changed the back end of mine. My top is still pretty set, um, and I think we differ a little bit, obviously, besides a few. Um, but I'll just start uh, my 12. I think this is where I changed. I might not have texted you. So originally I had Eckler at 12, and I've now changed that after we kind of talked about this guy. I have Javonta Williams at, at 12. Nice. Um, I think I didn't have him on there, but I, I still like viewed him highly. But 
I guess it was, you know, waiting on what happens with Melvin Gordon. But I think, honestly, this team's going to see a lot of changes. And the one consistency is that Javante Williams is going to be there. Whether or not Melvin Gordon's there, who the quarterback is, whether or not even Vic Fangio stays, I think Williams is consistent. The way he ran the ball this year, that dude is just a killer. Um, and he just runs hard. He looks like the best rookie running back in this draft class. Um, but that's who my 12th guy is. Honestly, he could go higher by, by draft oh, yeah. time. Like, we may be talking about him top six. Yeah, he's my point. he's my 12, too. I, we we kind of talked about how uh, the changes with Melvin Gordon possibly uh, hitting free agency and then, you know, the possibility of a QB upgrade with, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or somebody like that uh, really boost that offense. And we saw, you know, that one game when Melvin Gordon was out where he was the feature back and, you know, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, you know, he can do it all. He's kind of that uh, multi-talented running back, feature running back that you don't really see anymore in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really high on him. We were talking about dynasty for him in the few years. I mean, he's top three, top four running back for me in dynasty. Uh, if I could have running backs uh, pick that pick that high, so Javante Williams twelve, like you said, he can move up pretty easily uh, over some of these guys. So uh, I'll go with my eleven since you went with your twelve first, and I, and I, I kept Austin Eckler, which you know I kind of want to move him up, but just the way this kind of fell, he's that number twelve guy. He's seeing a lot of red zone work this this season, which has kind of always kind of been his problem. And fantasy is he wasn't really the goal line guy, but he's getting all that work and, you know, add on that massive receiving volume. He's as safe as a bat can get. Uh, you, you just have to worry with his smaller frame if those injuries catch up, like, you know, CMC and other backs. So uh, I have him at 12, but another guy that could easily be put, pushed back, pushed up into the top seven or eight for me. Yeah, Eckler. So, like, I mean, uh, I said that, you know, he was my 12. I moved him down one spot to, like, 13, but we're not talking about that. But, yeah, like, when he plays, he's great. Uh, my, my one, like, I mean, he's playing higher than top 12, like, now, but I think that's due to just some injuries and him just being healthy. Like, I think if everybody's healthy in a perfect world, I can't put him much higher than that. It, it may be a bad take. Honestly, if you like the security of Eckler, he's there. I think he's just – I mean, how old is Eckler? I don't even know at this point. Uh, let's see. He's, I, feel, I feel like he's getting kind of dangerous uh, with the with the age. He is twenty six. He's twenty six. He'll be twenty seven. Oh, so he'll be twenty seven next year. So he's right there in the prime of you know running back. Value. Yeah, so he's fine. Yeah. So maybe I need to reconsider that. But yeah, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. My eleven. Um, I still have Najee Harris there. Uh, so my. I I easily could see not having Najee above Javante when when we come back to this next year. The only reason I'd have him over him right now is just what you can imagine is that that workload is guaranteed. He's that guy in Pittsburgh. And I think the the changes that you can look forward to in the Pittsburgh offense, you for sure know Big Ben's not there. And then Matt Canada, this offense, I don't even know if we can really like put anything on Matt Canada. He's kind of working with limited tools at quarterback with Big Ben. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room. Uh, everything has to get out quick. Um, the offensive line gives him no time to even have uh, plays develop. So uh, I hope they keep Canada. I hope they keep Tomlin. There's talks 
Somehow yeah, I got wrapped up into Pittsburgh Steelers no, Twitter. I, I, yeah, that'd be crazy to get rid of Tomlin after just one bad season. He's one of the better coaches, I believe. Well, you'd be surprised, man. I mean, th- those Twitter fans. Are, I mean, who knows if they're actual Pittsburgh Steelers fans? But they're like, yeah, get rid of Tomlin. I'm tired of this crap. And it's like, tired of what? <laughs> like, yeah. what are you talking about? He's got this team still in playoff contention yet again after they have looked so bad in some games, and they uh, they still somehow are in playoff talks. But that's where I have Najee, just a volume workload. I probably see that changing. Um, he could also go up, but I think I probably, if Melvin Gordon's gone, then I'll definitely have Javonta higher than him. Yeah, I see. I I didn't put Najee, which might have been might be a mistake. Like you're saying, his volume is so dependable. You know, you know what you're gonna get, and yeah, I mean, you got to think the offense improves. He's you know been a top six, seven RB this year just because of that volume. Uh, but I just uh, talent wise, I like these other guys a little more, and I just think that there's a little more risk, you know, than. Maybe, you know, maybe if I didn't like Javante so much as a talented, he kind of falls into that next, that number 12 guy. But like you said, right now, I'm just playing that Melvin Gordon is gone. And so I have him just ahead of him. Who's your number 10? Yeah. And, uh, my number 10. So this is, I have Joe Mixon here who this might be a shock to those people that like we finally waited for Mixon to have his breakout year. He's having it. He's a top five running back. Um, everything's going great. I still think 10 is about the right spot for him just because he, and this is because I have so many receivers yet to come. Like, you know, if, if this is normal, like if I took my receivers and shifted them back, Mixon would be in that top six at this point. But I have so many receivers because I'm done. I'm doing it. I'm not like <laughs> I'm not going to go running back heavy. Like I probably won't draft. Even if I had the number two pick, Whew. I don't think I'd take a running back. That's a little foreshadowing. But um, uh yeah, I have Mixon here. Volume's good. I don't see anybody. Samaji P. Ryan's got a good balance, but Giovanni, he's not Giovanni Bernard taking those touches. And uh, this offense is just, it got a lot better this year, and it's only going to get better. All the pieces are getting, uh, are, are young, getting older, getting more towards that prime. You got to like Mixon right now. And he's on his new contract, so you don't have to worry about any of that in the offseason. Yeah, he's my number 10, too. Just everything you said. And, you know, really this year he's been the focal point of the offense, at least the running game. He hasn't gotten those re- the receiving work that we always just, you know, been kind of hoping for. But, you know, he, he is – it's it's gone an uptick since Gio's been gone. It's just not that full CMC where he's getting, you know, 99% of the RB touches. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think as an RB1 goes, he's – as safe as it gets, as long as he's healthy, he's in a good offense, good young offense, and uh, talent-wise, he's. I think he's a top five talent uh, at the running back position in the NFL. So, uh, as a first-round pick, he's as solid as it gets. Yeah, and then I was. I'm in this one dynasty league. I joined. I took over an orphan team, and I had Mixon. And this team is real bad. Uh, like it has the number one pick now. Um, but I had Mixon on there. I was like, I'm gonna try to sell him. And this one dude offered me a third-round pick, and he's like, Mixon can never stay healthy. Why would I offer anything more? And I'm like, because – I mean, it was just dumb. I mean, like, the yeah. not healthy thing, like, it, one, he's a running back, too. Look at him now. He's literally, I think, RB2 or 3 in that league. I was so insulted, a third-round <laughs> pick. Like, why would I do that? I don't get anything out of that. There's no point in me taking a third-round – is annoying. But who's your who's your ninth on your list? So my number nine, a guy who's kind of fallen from grace, is I got CMC. The last two years, basically Ooh. ruined by you know uh, his injuries. <laughs> but you can't deny when he is on the field, he's you know probably the best player in fantasy football. 
uh, you know, him and Derrick Henry. So just if you know what you're going to get, especially if he's later in this draft, you can probably team him up with maybe a receiver or somebody a little more consistent in that first and second round. Uh, I'd love it, but. You know, you're going to get probably, if, if you get nine, if I told you you're going to get nine games, 10 games from CMC a season, you know, I, I would take that as at the number nine pick. So, yeah, I have him number nine, which might feel a little low. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a little high. I don't know. It's, he's kind of like that, the Zeke was for me last year, where, you know, I had kind of fallen off of Zeke. Uh, when the off season began where, you know, I didn't even have him in my first round. And then as the season got closer and closer, I kept moving him up, moving him up. And, you know, he's been solid, but you can totally see that the kind of wheels have kind of fallen off of what he was as a player. So uh, that's kind of how I see CMC possibly being next year. I think, I, I mean, just naturally, I think that you'll have him a little higher come that time. And, and the reason being is that, I don't. I don't think Matt Rule's here. Like the way Matt Rule has operated this season, it kind of seems like he's getting some fire in his ass from uh, Tep or, or the owner. I can't remember his name, um, but uh, it, it feels like that. And then just the firing of Joe Brady midseason like that just is so unnecessary. Unless unless you have a hot seat, like hey, this offense needs to be better. They'll have a new quarterback probably. It's not going to be Darnold. It's not going to be Cam. So I think you get a new quarterback in here with some promise a new OC and maybe even new head coach, I think we could – and I think we'll end up talking ourselves back up into CMC. And none of his injuries, like, they're not correlating with each other. I mean, his shoulder again, but, like, that's not a – I don't know. It doesn't seem like a, a – it's not an ACL. He hasn't torn his ACL twice or something, you know. It's, yeah. So, I I think it, it may just be a super weird case of injuries piling up and it just – it being weird, I think the workload thing. I think they definitely got to somehow manage to to bring that down. I mean, Chuba did fine. You know, let him be the the Pollard to Zeke. Let him be that off tempo guy, um, and keep CMC healthy, which probably makes him about where you have him if he is getting a little less volume. But he gets so many catches PPR, he's gonna jump up on that. Just yeah, and I mean, and as, was, as a CMC, if you are a CMC owner, you kind of want that. You want that Alvin Kamara role more for him. Than maybe you know what he is, right? Yeah, where you know Alvin's playing 60 70 percent of the snaps and you know are getting those touches instead of all of them, you know. So and it keeps him healthy throughout the year instead of you know him playing four games in the season, which kind of crushes you as a fantasy player 100. And then so my ninth in my list, this is a guy who I kind of feel just like you, like I think I might end up moving him up, but it's Dalvin Cook and. I'm sure some people listen to that are like, what, ninth? My thing with Dalvin is the like, I know I just talked about CMC's injuries and that it's, you know, you can't put that against him, which you can, I think, at this point. You, you very well can. I'm just not. Cook, the injuries are too often at this point. Like, it's his, I don't know if he's having too much sex or what. His <laughs> groin is screwing him up, man. I mean, like, he's got to quit thrusting as hard as he does. I don't know what it is. What kind of off-season workout he needs to do to get that groin right. But, man, I, I don't know. And then, honestly, with his uh, off-the-field thing, which I don't think we should even talk about, but, you know, if that's something, then we don't even know if he'll be playing at the beginning yeah, of next year. Yeah, that's a good but, point. Um, um, yeah, that's where I have Cook. Uh, I think we shouldn't view ninth pick as like, oh, that's disrespectful to Cook. That's your first-round guy. Yeah. That's the leader of somebody's team. That's somebody's top dude. So. It, um, that's just where I have cooked. It's a little easier to pick maybe some of these guys that we have more questions about 
at nine because, you know, you get that wraparound pick. And so we're kind of trying to build the perfect team here, you know, with, with that pick. So sure. I have Dalvin a little higher, but I, I totally – the injury just keep, you know, a game here, two games here. But I also think maybe the safety and knowing, okay, if I draft Dalvin Cook, I have to draft Alexander Madison in the sixth round. You know, I have to. And then, you know, yeah, I, I was just going to say that. I, and then you just kind of lock up that, that, that backfield basically, uh, for the season. So, uh, I have him a little higher, but we'll, we'll get to him in a second. And then, so I think, did I, yeah. is it my turn? It's your, it's your number eight. Okay. Yeah. You number eight. All right. So th- my eighth player, this is where it starts. My first receiver, not my first receiver, but my first that we've talked about. I got Tyreek Hill here at 108. <laughs> Me too. This um, is crazy. Yeah. This is, yeah. I got him eight too. Uh, it's, it's just, I mean, it's it's Hill, it's the Chiefs offense, it's Andy Reid, it's Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of, it's not changing, it's not going to change, and the volume is going to be there, and he's still crazy fast. He has not lost a step at all. And it just him being a receiver, like if I had my running back shifted how I normally rank, he'd be back there in that 11-12 like he normally is. I would take him eighth here, which I think he's my uh, fourth receiver. <laughs> I mean, again, you know, that's how I got four receivers in the top eight. Tyreek Hill here. I I take him over Dalvin Cook because at this point I, I know Hill's going to play more and I'm going to have more consistency out of my first round pick that I can just lock in, and he could go crazy, 200 yards and two touchdowns type stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, as safety goes, I could easily put him as my number one at you know receiver. You know, coming into next year, I I have him right now as my number yeah. three uh, receiver. So maybe just a little behind the top two guys that I have ahead of him, but. Yeah, I mean, he he's probably – would you say he's probably the safest pick in the first round? I mean, if you look at kind of all the guys and, you know, we all know the running back position, the, the degree of injuries that can pop up and stuff like that, he might be the safest first-round pick just knowing that he's attached to, to Patty Mahomes. And so – yeah, like you said, his role in the offense, secure, not going away at all. His skills, secure, they're proven, they're not going away. Quarterback is proven, not going away. The head coach is proven, not going away. Like all of that steadiness and secureness, you can take Tyreek Hill and say, I don't have to worry about, like if, if you have to play three receivers in your league, you really only have to play two each week because you already got one position com- just completely locked. Waiver wire those running backs, do whatever you got to do. You, you're, you've got a position locked down. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't agree more. All right, so I'll go with my number seven since we both had the same eight. My, my, my number seven. Oh my goodness, we're under attack. <laughs> under attack. All right, my number. My num- I got a new mic too, so I'm sure that's getting all picked up. Oh, it's my number seven is Devonte Adams, which is maybe he has the most question marks out of everybody I have in the first round because a you don't even know if he's going to be a Packer. You don't even know if Rodgers is going to be his quarterback. You know, it, there's so many unknowns with the possibility of. You know, where he go. could he go to the Raiders? Just talk of him going back with Derek Carr and uh, reliving some college days. I don't know, but I think he is the NFL's best receiver right now. He's 27, 28, or I think he's 28. So, you know, he's not too old. I think he's a safe player, you know. And let's say the Packers win the Super Bowl. Does Rodgers really leave? Does Devontae Adams really leave? So, uh, if everything is random back like it is, uh, I mean, I think he's the best receiver in the game so i have him number seven and you know i uh, i just think it's a pretty safe pick yeah 
after you said the talk, you know, just thinking about the, you know, the unknown of where he could be, it's hard to rank him right now. I have him just a little bit higher, but yeah, if he's with Rodgers, I don't care what team it on team it is. He's he's set. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. what offense they're running. Rodgers is going to find him. But yeah, if if he's not, you know, if Rodgers goes to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't really I mean they don't really have to force getting in Adams there it's still I think help their team but you know they don't have to force that the Broncos they they probably still should try to figure it out a way I guess it just yeah there's a lot of unknown about that uh that makes it interesting but skill wise he's very good very very good Uh, and that was your seventh yes sir so my seventh I had Alvin Kamara after just looking at this, like I think I should probably have Hill above Kamara, um, because the uncertainty, like we talked about, all the security of of Hill and the Chiefs and the wide receiver versus running back position. As good as Kamara is in those pass ca- that pass catching work for PPR, could you tell me who the quarterback of the Saints is going to be next year? Uh, we can say Taysom Hill, but yeah, like, right. will it be? I, you, we have no idea. You, you don't, if you have Kamara, you don't in Dynasty or something like that, or you like Kamara, you don't want it to be Taysom. You know what I mean? You you want them to either right, draft yeah. somebody or you know make, pull off one of these trades for you know Russell Wilson or Rogers like we're talking about or Watson. So uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing is, and it, you got to hope that it's a QB upgrade too. You know, kind of <laughs> not Ian Book, yeah, not exactly. Ian Book. <laughs> Anybody about Ian Book? So. Uh, but, Holy I mean, crap. but I mean, he is the focal point of the offense. He is, you know, talent wise, one of the best running backs in the league. So I don't, I don't see how you can keep him out of the first round. You know, I have him a little higher than you, but not much. Uh, all those things kind of that you're talking about, the QB, the, you know, what happens, you know, with the offense and stuff that, that is question marks that you have to worry about. But, uh, I think for sure he's a first round pick. You know, you're not gonna, and it's almost, yeah. and it's almost like, you know, he's been this first round pick for so long. He's kind of boring. You know, the crazy thing is to say yeah. about having Kamara, you know, but he's almost kind of boring to this point where you, you know what you're going to get and, uh, you can't be happy or you can't be mad when Mark Ingram's in there, you know, for, 40% of the, you know, carries because, you know, that's what they do. That's what they, they like to have that other back paired with him. And uh, he's 26, so he'll be turning 27. So, you know, like Eckler, still in that prime time age. Uh, Derek Henry, I think, is 27 this year. So, I mean, and God, if he would have stayed healthy, who knows what he would have done. But, yeah, so uh, I think Kamara's fine. And like you said, the talent's there. That dude makes people – he makes the first guy miss every time. Yeah, he gets the ball, and you know, no matter where he is on the field, he's about to get at least three more yards because that first guy's not getting him. Yeah, hundred percent. That was my. Did you do your? That was my seven. Did you do seven? Yes, I did my seven with Devontae. Adams. You did. So this is your Adams. Your six. Okay. Yep. So my sixth, and it is Adams. So I have him a little higher than you, but then. So if I actually have Hill at seven, I'll still take Adams at six because if. Because if it stays in Green Bay, he's there. God, he gets so many catches and touchdowns. I mean, and it, I, honestly, if you took them to like, tell me he's with Rodgers in Denver, I still have him here. He's with Rodgers in Pittsburgh, still have him here. The only thing that like really dropped it for me is he went to an unknown quarterback situation that was still weird. And even then, he'd still probably warrant into the first round. Yeah, 
But uh, the only situation that would really drop him out is like if he went to the Texans for some reason, like and, and Davis Mills is quarterback. Then I'd probably keep him late second round or something, just based on not having a solid arm to get it to him. But yeah, he's he's proven himself enough at this point. But he is turning thirty. He'll be thirty next year, which is crazy to think about. I still remember when he was the third for Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Yeah, good old days. So yeah, I mean, I think. As like you said, that he he won't fall out of the top five, top six receivers, no matter where he goes. So, but you know, if you're just thinking, you know, maybe he stays with Rodgers in Green Bay or anywhere else, you know, he's a, he's a he's a top receiving option uh, for fantasy. Yeah, what's worst case scenario for Devonte Adams? Like he it'd be him leaving because even if Rodgers left and he stayed in Green Bay, that's you know familiarity yeah. with uh, you know that team uh matt lafleur so like he's still going to be the focal point office all the worst case would be him going to a team with a complete downgraded at, at quarterback and in a new system yeah i mean and, and even even then it had to be a, a really bad situation yeah it, it'd be hard for green bay if you know rogers leave for them not to also just throw the bag at devon adams you know what i mean like I don't know. Right. As yeah. a Green Bay is a Green Bay Packers fan, how you would justify, you know, set Jordan Love up a little bit. Yeah, give him at least the target for the next couple of years that he can, you know, develop as. Yeah. So my number six, right? We're at number six is you know, yep. the fantasy MVP. Uh, you know, looking at you know ESPN's article the other day, it said that forty eight percent of you know championship teams, teams that got to the championship, have Cooper Cup on their squad. So. Uh, he is my number six, and you know basically it's just you you know what to expect. You're going to get Stafford with him again next year, uh, and he's just been as safe as a player you in, in fantasy football. You know if you're talking about you know players that just bring that safety and that floor uh, weekly, then he's your guy. And so yeah, I have him number six. I'm sure you have him a little higher, uh, which I'm supposed to be the Cooper Cup guy. So. It hurts me a little bit, but yeah, I have him <laughs> six overall, and then I have five running backs. I'm I'm not totally giving up on the running backs like you have. <laughs> we've we've flip flopped uh, to <laughs> now that like I'm on the extreme, the other like even more extreme than what you were to me uh, how it used to be. <laughs> Maybe I and you know I didn't really get like terribly burnt by running backs this year. Just just. Just, just enough though, like just a little bit, a little too much, is, is enough to make me be yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm t- there was just so many weeks where you could find. I mean, just go back and look at the weeks, and it's like there was one week where like the top five running backs, like I don't think that they were all technically signed to their teams at the start. Of the year. <laughs> it's, like, it's like what it was like when Penny, Jeff Wilson, uh-huh, and, yeah. I mean, it's like God dang, what are we doing? I mean, it's just it's crazy. So, and that never happens with receivers, never. So um, that's what that is. So that was your six. So you got to do your fifth now. Yeah, or your fifth was cup. No, my number six was cup. So I'll do. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'll do but my. Now you need it. Yeah, I'll do my number fifth. Fifth. We've already kind of talked about him, Alvin Kamara. Uh, just talent wise, one of the best running backs in the league, and uh, focus of the offense. So uh, I, I think at number five, you you can't go wrong with picking Alvin Kamara. Yeah, so my fifth, and this is, I'm sure you'll love this, is uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, Big win. Big win. (laughs) I guess this this just shows where I'm at with receivers. But Justin Jefferson, he proved to me this year, so like he proved to me that he's completely situational proof. And uh, 
maybe not completely quarterback proof because he's only done it with Cousins, but I think we've seen enough from Cousins to realize that, like, okay, this guy could probably do it with anybody, and God forbid he got a better quarterback. Yeah. Like, imagine somehow he got Rodgers, like, good Lord. Russell like, Wilson. He just gets I, I don't know if they can get – if Rodgers yeah. could be shit to the Vikings, you know, a division rival. But, yeah, if he got, you know, Watson <laughs> or Wilson or somebody like that, it, it the sky's the limit. And uh, just, uh, oh, sorry, it broke up a little bit on my end. I can, I'll delete all this. What did you say? Imagine if he does get, you know, Russell Wilson or somebody like that. Uh, yeah, the sky's the limit for him potentially. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that's exactly like he's doing this with Kirk Cousins now. Kirk Cousins has not been a bad quarterback, and and it he's still a top twelve uh, fantasy quarterback. But I think like we all can realize he's probably not a top 12 just NFL quarterback so but uh he's set there Adam Thielen's about to kick the can so he'll be the only guy there still um and I like that security he has not had a even somewhat serious injury I knock on wood I hope I didn't just (laughs) jinx him for next year but so you have that that health and man what he does is he's good at football he's a good football player You're, you're welcome you're welcome world yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> so that was that was my fifth so now we go to my fourth uh this is where i got the king i still i still have faith in the running back derrick henry um even him coming back to be i think 28 years old next year we saw what this man can do what he was about to do was about to if if henry was still healthy would taylor have have the hype he has right now i mean he'd still be having a really good year but it'd still be completely undershadowed henry probably would already would have had 2000 yards rushing if, at this point where we are like if henry had the season he did last year this year he'd probably be the league mvp <laughs> like you know what i mean like yeah well yeah well i mean it's we're all kind of searching for the league mvp this year and you know it might have been derrick henry if he had the same season as he did last year I mean, so you take Jamar Chase's fantasy season, which has been really good. Like, he's the next wide receiver behind Tyreek Hill. And Derrick Henry still is only one point behind Jamar Chase's 15 games, and he did it in eight games. Like, Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's freaking insane what he was doing. And that's not going to change. I think we had some worry. Now, there was no worry about Derrick Henry, but there was, you know, okay, without Arthur Smith, is the offense going to change? It did not. It even got better for Henry. So give that another year. Uh, he comes back. Uh, this injury, it's not an ACL. So, uh, you know, take that as, you know, foot injuries aren't great, but I still have faith in Derrick Henry. And you just got to, man. You can take him. Shoot, let it, he's, he'll be healthy at least the first four or five weeks and then go trade him for a King's Ransom if you're scared long term. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, he, I mean, he's my number four too. So, you know, I, I, I'm in total agreement. If I told you, you it's kind of like that CMC, if I told you you're going to get nine to ten games of Derrick Henry next season, uh, yeah, you're picking him in the top five, you know, because that's just going to set you up for the rest of the season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he he's, he's just a beast. He's unstoppable. And, and until – it, he is stopped, and it's been a couple years. Then you're just gonna have to keep drafting him in this top five range. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about my leagues, and every every team that had Derrick Henry, like, I'm trying to think, at least in load and in hangover league, that team still got a buy because they were doing. I mean, they were either seven and one or six and two. Yeah, you know, like 
what he does in those games was so consistent, so dominant. Like you said, like even if you just got six games out of him, that's probably five or six dubs. In fantasy, every dub counts. I'll take it. It's worth. I mean, shoot, look at what you could have had CMC as your first round pick, and him not really do much of anything for you. Not not trying to throw shots at you, just saying, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that's the worst outcome. Take the upside, and you know, you just gotta pray and hope for the best that he he makes it through. Uh, you know, as many games as possible. So, yeah, I, I, I love that as pick four. All right, so I'll do my pick. And so that was your fourth, too. Yeah, yeah. so I'll do my pick three. So I'm a little higher than him. I, I still got Dalvin Cook in the top three. Uh, I mean, the injury thing, just, you know, it's always something, like you were saying, groin, calf, something. Uh, you know, he misses a handful of games a year. But uh, when he is on the field, you know, he is the focal point of that offense as much as I love and you now love Justin Jefferson. He is still, if, you know, Mike Zimmer is <laughs> retained for whatever reason yeah. or whatever, you you know they're going to run the ball. You know he fits the system. Uh, so I still have him in that top three uh, as for running backs next year. I mean, he's, he's probably – Man, the, when he came back for that Thursday night game, where everyone was like, I mean, even myself, I was, I was like, I don't know if I'd play him. Like he's supposed to miss this game, and he just comes comes in and went ham. He ran so hard, like he he tried, he wanted to win that game for that team, and he, I mean, he pretty much got the dub for him. Uh, I don't even remember if they ended up losing. It doesn't matter. He did his part. I mean, he did his work. Um, the only reason I say that is because oh, that was against Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Was it and they Pittsburgh almost came back or did they? Yeah, no, they came. They came back, but then the Vikings pulled it off. I think at the end, if I if I remember correctly. But that's right. I think they maybe won in overtime, maybe. But yeah, I mean, it was crazy what Cook did and how hard he ran. Um, As much as I like Javante Williams, Cook still looks better even even when he was healthy. So, um, uh, and and as low as I had Cook, he was my RB five. He's your he's your RB three. I just had a bunch of receivers yeah, so. uh, in, in between keeping him keeping him down. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta love Cook, man. When when he plays, he, he's hot. But yeah, that I think Zimmer's gone for the Vikings. But like you said, I don't think that changes anything. It shouldn't. Yeah, I think they still roll with the same type of you know philosophy, and uh, he's arguably their best player. So uh, yeah, I, I still have like you said, you have RB five, I have him three. You can really mix and match a lot of these guys running back wise. I feel even receivers, but you know, just the order that you would take them. So I, I don't hate where you have them. I could easily push them back during the off season if some of these other guys become a little more stable. And that was your that was your third, right? Yes, sir. Because we both had the same four. Okay, so that was your third. So this is my third. And I, this is my other change from my list, from the original list I sent you, is I had Cooper Cup here. I now have CMC here at three, which can only mean one thing about Cup. But uh, I have CMC here. I still think, like, because in my mind, I'm trying to not say that these injuries are, you know, long-term or uh, related, which I don't think they are. Um, I was wrong about Saquon's injuries, but at least that was, like, ACL, MCL, uh, and – CMC's not having to deal with that. So uh, I think CUC comes back next year, new offense, new head coach, and he is still there and he's still relevant and he's still as good as all, you know, as he always is. And I I would be scared if I had like pick three and CMC was there. I that's why I have him. There's I don't <laughs> think I could pass up on him at one of you know what I mean? No. Like I I'd be looking at like don't do this. Don't don't 
f this up. Yeah, I mean, when he's on the field, like like I said, when I had him so low, I mean, when he's on the field, he's the best player in fantasy football. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's hard to pass up that that opportunity, like you're saying, and like you said, I'll probably end up moving him up. But you know, he just hurt me. This year, you know, in, in, in ways. He'll be 26. So, you know. So, I mean, he's still prime age. Yeah, it's just I tried, to, I tried to look at it like that. I was like, okay, I could get down with, you know, saying I'm hurt by CMC. But, like, really, if I had the third pick and CMC's there, is there any way I take, you know, I could maybe take Derrick Henry over him. Like, I could talk myself into that. Anybody else, I could not. I would not be able to do that. Um, but that was my third, so now my second, right? Yes. Um, and I guess I already said it, but I have Cooper Cup here. I have wide receiver. I have my second-ranked player. And here, Okay, so here's my thing. Michael Thomas had his record-breaking season. And then I had Thomas, uh, I think this might have been before the podcast or maybe, yeah, it was the year that we started the podcast last year, right? Yeah. Um, I had pod, uh, I had Thomas, I think, fifth or sixth in like my rankings, what I had made before we would really started podcasting. Because it was like, I mean, he's the he's going to get his catches. He's going to get open. He's going to do what he does good, well. And in PPR, he's going to get 100-something points just off catches alone. And now, so my thing is, that's Michael Thomas and all his craziness. This is Cooper Cup, and he has no outside issues. And he has Sean McVay, and he has Stafford here for at least another year. Look at their connection year one. That was Michael Thomas with Breeze after a few years. This is one year with Matthew Stafford. And we've now seen this multiple times with Stafford. Yeah. Calvin Johnson's like record-breaking year, that was with Stafford. Stafford now has a chance to do that again with that. So what's more impressive, the two wide receivers' records or the fact that Stafford's the quarterback <laughs> for both of them? So – he finds his guy. He loves him. He's got Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's not going anywhere. Um, I think you got to take. He's like the CMC of wide receivers. Like he's just going to get that volume and he's going to score touchdowns and you just and stay healthy. Well, I mean, not CMC that in that sense, but yeah, I mean, he's he's you know him or Jonathan Taylor, basically the fantasy MVP of the year. And exactly, I mean, it's hard to pass up. I mean, even if you say okay, he's not going to finish as the wide receiver one overall again. Yeah, but, I mean, it, he's going to finish as a top four, top five receiver, and he's going to be the safest yeah. is, at, at a bottom, you know, at, at the least. So, uh, you know, uh, he's probably – him and Tyreek Hill are probably the two safest picks that you can possibly have in the fantasy next year. Yeah, I, I, I'm all about some Cooper Cup. Like, I'm ready for it. And this may be his uh... – <laughs> Me, me getting on the Cooper Cup train may be his downfall uh, for the way football's gone with me. It's like anything I back immediately. When I sent a text uh, to the group, I was like, oh, Tennessee's about to get a win. And then they called the touchdown a non-touchdown, and then they lost the game. It was like within seconds, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I've got that type of touch this year. Yeah. Hopefully, I got it all out of my system. Yeah, 2022 is going to be you know a new year. Yeah. <laughs> 21 was not kind to me. Yeah. That's my number two. Who's your number two? All right, pick? so this is pretty cool. So I'm going to have my number two is somebody you don't even have on your list. And so it's pretty interesting. I have Nick Chubb as my number two overall pick, which it, it seems, wow. it seems high. You know, you know the circumstances, you know, Cream Hunt's going to be there because, you know, he signed a deal. And, uh, but I just think uh, Nick Chubb is arguably the best running, like runner running back in the NFL. He's the focal point of that offense. And, you know, let's say they do get a QB upgrade or, you know, even if they stay with Baker, you know what you're going to get from him. And, 
I just I, I think he's a pretty safe bet. I mean, I, I I he's definitely probably going to end up moving down, you know, as the off season goes for me. But it's not going to be anything because of him. It's going to be because of you know some of the other people falling uh, going up. But yeah, I, I'm just uh, Nick Chubb is as safe as it gets at the running back at, at the running back position. Uh, you know what you're going to get from him and. He, he's my number two overall pick, which might say something more about what the number two overall pick is uh, than maybe the player. I mean, I so like this, coming into this year, I was so high on Chubb. Like I had him top five and like he's still having a really good year, almost 100 yards per game. Uh, I think I just – I mean, he he he's missed what uh, three or four games. Yeah. He's played twelve games, so however many that is, I think it's probably three games with their buy. So he, I mean, he's not injury prone. I think this Browns team is just not hitting on the cylinders. But like you said, he gets a quarterback upgrade, and then who knows? And this offensive line is solid, so I don't hate it. I just think I'd rather have Cup for sure. Um, but yeah, Chubb's definitely up there. Like I said, he was my top five. Maybe I was just a year too early on him. But like you said, running talent, it's hard to beat him. He runs hard, fast. His cuts are clean. He gets open. He's hard to tackle. He's awesome. Yeah, I just uh, that, exactly. I'm kind of basing that all off of his talent and just kind of talent, his, his yeah. floor, basically. You know his floor is you know, top eight, top nine fantasy running back. So uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty, feel pretty safe picking him. I, you might not have the upside that you would expect from a pick number two overall, but you do get maybe that safety and you get the most important position at running back. So, uh, but yeah, before we do number one, Nick Chubb, I love the ballsy, ballsy call by you. Like, I think that's awesome. Uh, and if it hits, like, that'll be a, a really good call. He, he should be first round, like me thinking about it, because you said him, and I'm like, I'm thinking about him versus Najee Harris, and like, I think I'd probably rather, rather still have Nick Chubb versus Najee Harris, like, even if the Steelers got a bunch of upgrades. Um, so that, that I probably need to reevaluate that. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just disappointed with me calling him, calling it this year, and then it just didn't completely happen for whatever reason, but. I, I can blame that on Baker Mayfield, I guess. He's been terrible. <laughs> yeah. At least you don't have to start him. Yeah, our number ones. At least you don't have to start Baker this so year. So the most o- <laughs> yeah, the most obvious pick, number one. We saved it for last. We probably should have started with it because everybody already knows it's Jonathan Taylor for both of us. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got anything you want to say specifically about him? I mean, I, I, I do want to say one thing, and, you know, I was really high on Jonathan Taylor this offseason. You know, when we did our projections and stuff, he was, you know, yeah. top four, top five in my projections. So I, I was really high. But that Naeem Hines and the offense was always a, well, you know, he's only going to get 60% of the work. Never did we ever, any of us ever think that, oh, he's going to get all of the work and he's going to be, you know, you know, we already knew he was a good running back, but we didn't know he was the best running back in the NFL. You know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, J- Jonathan Taylor, just talent-wise, he's as good as it gets. And, uh, you know, you know where he's going to get his touches, and he's got a really solid offensive line. Even when he doesn't have the offensive line, which, you know, was it last week or two weeks ago when they were all out for COVID and he still put up numbers? You know, it's he, he's just a stud and as safe as it gets. And uh, Why did they pay Naheem Hines? Why did they I know, pay him? He's a top-ten paid running back. Yeah, why? Like, 
like thinking about it, it's just like that's that's you know why we because they felt so confident in Naheem is like well they're gonna force touches kind of like the you know the Kareem Hunt situation but they just they did what the Browns should do and just let Kareem die and just give the ball to Chubb. Um, not saying Kareem's not good, but I mean God, Chubb is amazing and Taylor showed it. Like just give me the ball. Yeah, let like, me get in a rhythm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Hines is good, but give me the ball and look at what happens. Like they are now playoff team and. If this continues, they are a dangerous playoff team. Even with Wentz and how bad he can be at times, um, he's doing just enough game managing. And if your run game is working how it is, you can beat anybody any day of the week. Exactly. Yeah, He. I mean, going into next year, it's going to be hard not to take him number one in any format, you know. So, uh, yeah, just, I just – I think that, like you said, he's – He's the he's the dude right now, and you're gonna ride him for you know the next two years, basically two three years. He'll he'll be a top topish pick. So get used to it. I like the Colts as like a sleeper Super Bowl pick. I really do. Like they'll get into the playoffs and like, and you know what? We both talked about this before the season. We said this is gonna be a weird season for the Colts because their first like four or five games were ridiculously tough. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a wide open stretch to get good. And then it got some tougher games. And that's exactly what's happened. And they've just done exactly what they needed to do. They stunk it up those first couple games and then they won every game they needed to. They figured out the offense. Wentz got going. Um, and shoot, Michael Pittman next year, like we need to talk about him being, you know, end of second, high, uh, beginning of third round type of wide receiver. Uh, maybe not that high, but definitely end of third yeah top of fourth, fourth with just his receiver, volume yeah. alone yeah i mean his target share is crazy he was a you know we're kind of getting off time but i mean he was a wide receiver one there for a stretch you know the top 12 receiver yeah he's kind of fallen off in the last couple of weeks for whatever reason but yeah i mean you got to think that even if you know they you know they, they probably need another receiving option so that you could see them drafting somebody or something like that but he he's going to be there top target going into next year you're not a big ashton dolan <laughs> fan you don't think he's good enough as a wide receiver to ty hilton's not cutting it for i him. mean they do have moelle cox which i'm very partial to for whatever reason so yeah did you see that play mo alley broke off and he was running oh, down yeah. uh he he got some steam going i was like oh my god oh, yeah. uh, who's it buddha baker went went for that tackle i was like don't do it just let him go <laughs> don't risk your life He's, You're going to end your career if you try to take him out. He's a giant, and I love every second of it. Maybe you know, maybe next year. And he went low too. Could you imagine if Mo Ali's knee connected with his helmet oh. just right? That'd have been that'd have been it for Buddha. Yeah. Why did he do that? You know, Buddha. I guess he thought that was his best chance. And Buddha probably weighs one eighty. At you know, he he doesn't weigh very yeah. much. You know, he's one of those smaller yeah. safeties. So uh, yeah. that's dumb by me. He definitely wouldn't have had a chance if he went high, but. Maybe just like try to foot tackle him or something. I don't know. He was close to the sideline. Just push him. Like don't. He dove at his knees and I was like, dude, you could have got murdered right there. Hundred percent. God, Mo Alley is big. Yeah, he could have ran through a brick wall. The speed he had and his size, like, god dang. That was that was, the, that was a cool play to watch. But that's it. That's our top twelve. Way too early. Um, Anything else you want to say, Howard, besides good luck to everybody? Yeah, good luck this week. Uh, you know, if you made it to your fantasy championship, congrats. Enjoy the tilt. Enjoy the ride. You know, it's the last one, basically, of the of the year and, you know, of the season. So, uh, win or lose, just remember that, it, you know, it was fun. And you did, you did everything you could to get to the championship. And 
Yeah, and you, uh, you. That's. Oh, sorry, I broke up again. Oh, yeah, you did everything you could. I can hear you now. You did everything you could, and you've gotten to the championship. You've gotten this far, so enjoy it, and uh, you know, come in the next few months. Remember uh, the highs and lows of the season, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, it ends up for a high for a lot of you. And you know, I'm sure that you know. One of one of the guys that I've been touting, Trey Lance, might finally get his opportunity this week, and you know I'm gonna roll with him. And you know if if I die on that hill, I die on that hill. And so uh, just have fun and you know enjoy it because this is the last one. This is the last the last good tilt of the season till next season. So you're calling Trey Lance league winner. I'm calling Sean Mannion, Minnesota Vikings. Play him with confidence. Please don't do that. <laughs> Don't play Sean Mannion. You know it, but yeah, that, it can't be worse. It can't. It can't be worse. So, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's been. It, we've seen some pretty bad. Ian Book was pretty bad. Ian Book was pretty bad. Just hand it to Dalvin and get it to Jefferson. That's all you got to do, Sean. That's all you got to do. Good luck, everybody. Thanks for listening. As always, find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever. SK Podcast. Um, underscore oh wait sk underscore podcast 14 at gmail.com and then sk underscore ff podcast uh, i totally butchered those it's been a minute since i had to say that the handles for everything search us and find us and like it and follow that's all i gotta say that's a terrible ending but we'll end it <laughs> happy new year's everybody happy new year's see all y'all next week <laughs>